Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Player One on Sin. Of course, I'm not alone. I'm joined by Eleni. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you going? Good, thank you. And of course, I'm joined by our EP, Connor. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Jacob? I, I'm actually very excited for what's going to be a very fun show tonight. We have uh, a lot of news. Of course, we have our, our rapid fire releases and news. Uh, we have what we've been playing. We have... Uh, bit of news on Avengers and all that. Um, we also have a little bit more sour news, but we'll get to that uh, later in the show. Uh, but before we get into anything else, we'll tell you where we can find us. Uh, you can find us uh, on Player One, uh, at Player One, uh, so, uh, Player One Sin on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can find our uh, socials, uh, not socials, our uh, playlists, our podcasts, everything we put out um, on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and you can also check the SIN website at sin.org.au to see anything else we post. Before we get into anything, we're going into our first song, which is a part of the Sweet 16, Sink or Swim by Big Words. Welcome back. You guys just heard Sink or Swim by Big Words, which was a part of our six, uh, Sweet 16. And now we are going into our rapid fire news and releases. Eleni, did you want to take the news tonight? Yeah, of course. Alrighty. So to kick us off, um, we've got that Microsoft will be overhauling the Xbox store this week. Then we also heard that according to recent Nintendo GigaLeak, um, Super Mario 64 took 622 days to develop, which is amazing. Then we've got um, the PS4 controllers will not work on PS5 because of course not. Um then we've got Fall Guys is getting so popular that its servers are crashing, which we love. Um, Beyond Good and Evil movie coming to Netflix. Um, not, not sure if that was the movie we wanted or needed, but who knows how that'll go. Lol. <laughs> My thoughts, exactly. Um, then we've got Halo Infinite multiplayer to be free to play, um, which is a sad day when multiplayer... <laughs> needs to be announced as being free to play. But anyways, um, Microsoft's cloud gaming service to officially launch in September. Um, then we've got The Last of Us Part 2 haters use Abby's workout schedule to try to disprove the existence of her arms, um, which for anyone listening, you should definitely go check out that news story because it's one of the funniest things I've ever read up on. How could anyone disprove those gains? Like, legit. Well, if you... The articles, basically, people have zoomed in on a piece... <laughs> a piece of, like, um, a paper that you can pick up in the game, which has her workout schedule. And so people have mirrored that workout schedule to disprove that her arms are too ginormous. Um, <laughs> the, the commitment of the gaming community. Um, I don't know if... I wouldn't call that commitment, but I would call that... Um... Just toxic. almost an obsession. obsession. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, that's a bit crazy. <laughs> and then our last big piece of news, which is upsetting, is that the PS5 is rumored to cost over seven hundred Australian dollars. Rumor so, and innuendo. Rumor and innuendo. That's not true. Start saving now, folks. That's yes. If you've gotten your tax returns, please save them. If you want to get a PlayStation Five. Um, exactly. I. I find it so funny that people have been asking for a Beyond Good and Evil 2 for so, so long. And we haven't heard, firstly, any updates since the E3 reveal, like, two years ago? Maybe three? Yeah. And now we're getting a movie on Netflix. 
I, I, I can't help but just lull. You know what? It, it feels just like everything's crazy right now with releases, and I feel like, you know what? I'm okay that something's coming out. I think, as Eleni said, I don't think anyone wanted this or asked for it, but it's coming. It certainly didn't. <laughs> I mean, it's sure coming. Yeah, I love that fans of the series, they want a sequel, but instead they're getting a Netflix show. I feel like that's a bit of a kick in the gut, but... It really is. Mm. Like, oh, that's bad. And then, yes, Microsoft's xCloud uh, service coming coming in September. Obviously, a much better equivalent to Google Stadia. Um, Our yeah, the Google Stadia killer is is coming out September. Yep, pretty much. Just in time to kill it off. Yep, and Jacob, why don't you take over the rapid-fire releases? We don't have many. It's been a a quiet week. As Connor said, it's a very, very quiet week, actually. We've got, on August 12th, we've got Pop-Up Dungeon for PC. August 13th, we have A Total War Saga, uh, Troy, for PC. Also on 13th, we have Kill It With Fire for PC. And we also have Eastern Exorcist for PC. On August 14th, though, we have UFC 4 for PS4 and Xbox One. This, that's a, you know, it's sad, but I'm not really excited for anything this week. Like, I don't know, UFC 4? It's something. I mean, sure. It's going to be a game that goes to Game Pass soon enough, and I'll, uh, and I'll look at it <laughs> and go, hmm, maybe. Nah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, I mean, we've had a few big releases in the past couple of months, so it's not surprising that nothing big's coming out. But yeah, nothing that really gets me excited for the next week. Yeah, like, towards the end of the month, or towards the end of this month, rather, there is some interesting releases coming out, which I'm very excited for. <coughs> Samurai Jack. <coughs> Sorry, that's just a, Oh, it's got a tickle in my throat. But, um... Like, yeah, I don't mind it being a quiet week. You know, sometimes we can take that. Oh, definitely. It's, it's, we're still, I guess, not so much in the depth of the big announcements coming out through, uh, not Gamescom, uh, through Summer Games Fest, but there are still coming out. And, you know, it's nice to have a bit of relaxing time to be like, okay, let's digest everything throughout the last two months uh, and actually have time to play it without going, oh, but there's a new one. I need that one too. Definitely. That's very, very well said, for sure. And mm. Jacob, we're going to go headfirst into our next song, also from the Sweet 16, I might add. That we are. We're going into Duma by Obscura Hall, as you said, from the Sweet 16. You just heard Duma by Obscura Hall from the Sweet 16. Uh, now, obviously, great song, but we have to go into what we've been playing now. So, guys, what have we been playing this week? That's a great question. Well, Lenny, you take it away. Yeah, so um, as per every week, I feel like every time I talk about games, I'm just playing a new game. Um, and I have now moved on to Far Cry 3. Uh, obviously, oh. a couple weeks ago, good old Ubisoft, our favourites, um, you know, released some cinematic footage of Far Cry 6. So it kind of got me hyped for that. And I thought, why not play my favourite game in the series? Uh, So I've just been trudging my way through that, just remembering how good and immersive the game is, how iconic Vass is as a villain. Other than that, I've been playing some more Pokemon Sword, just trudging my way through that one on the grind. Um, But yeah, other than that, not not much else going on, just some Far Cry, really. I love that. The the best game in the series, Barnard, and really, like... So many great memories with that game. Definitely. But I, I will say this this story will be an X warning for naughty content. Um, na- naughty content warning. Um, there is a few sex scenes in the game. And this so this game came out in 2012, um, late 2012. And I was, I believe, I got it when I was 15, but I, I remember this when I was about 16. Um, I was playing it in the living room and little did I know that there was going to be sex scenes in the game. And, you know, I'm playing it and then I've got both my parents in the next room and my 16-year-old head is freaking out like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't let them see this. So I like rush over and turn off the PlayStation 3. 
Oh no. That that oh, that's the, why the pure need... shock and horror. <laughs> that's why you need a TV in your bedroom. That's why. Yes. <laughs> and since then I have enjoyed the game in the comfort of my own room, but on both PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, which really it's just the same game. There's not really much in the way of graphical upgrade. Hmm. But um, oh, I've got to talk about what I've been playing because I've been playing a lot of stuff. So oh. recently, I've been jumping back into the Overwatch bandwagon on Switch. Of course. Um, it's not the best way to play the game, but it's my only way to play the game. And re- like just the day of recording, they they had their Summer Olympics um, sort of event happening because. Initially this year, the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games were supposed to be held, but that has been postponed. And they still have their, um, Overwatch is still doing it. So I jumped in and I played some Lucio Ball. So it's basically Rocket League, but everyone is Lucio. And I've never had more fun in my life. Because <laughs> it is so much fun. And it remind, and I, I always hog the goalkeeper spot. Sounds so chaotic, but I love it. It's really good. It's actually really good. It was great because I scored a goal from like one end of the field to the other. I was, I felt so good. Oh, look at you go! Oh yeah, all of the chaotic energy. (laughs) And then, then also another naughty content warning. Um, yeah, I know. It's just so much naughty content. Um, I've been playing Catherine Full Body. Um, there is a lot to this game. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah there's a lot of naughty things a lot of very moral challenging decisions because you've got Catherine with a k who's like this like just straight as an arrow you know person that your your character in theory is spending the rest of his life with um spoiler alert she's pregnant so you have that and then you have an affair with Catherine with a c who's just like boy that's that that's that adds a whole nother thing and she's the exact opposite of Catherine with a k and then finally you have Rin who ends up being Catherine with a q which makes zero sense because it would be pronounced Catherine <laughs> that's gonna be the name of my firstborn daughter Catherine with I love a q. it Amazing. I love it <laughs> And so Rin, as um, she goes by in the game, um, she's very much like, you need to choose your destiny. You need to, you know, you got to believe in yourself and all that. And it's like, oh, super supportive. I love that. And right now my character, Vincent, the main character you play as, is currently just sort of in the middle of like a almost existential crisis where does he continue the affair? Does he stick with Catherine with a K? Or does he, you know, go with Rin? So that's sort of the dilemma that we have here. The game itself is very good. I need to add that. Um, I love the puzzle-oriented gameplay. It's a ton of fun. The boss levels are fantastic and very, like, story-based boss levels in regards to the situation. So I've been playing a lot of that. And then finally, um, you know, more CTR. I've been trying to knock out the time trial relics, trying to get the platinums, and I am currently up to 10 platinum relics. I have a lot more to go. Um, Eight from the original game, and then another, I think, 12 from Nitro Kart. So I'm I'm eking my way up there. You're Um, getting it. Mm. Jacob, what have you been playing? I've had a bit of a quiet week on games, except I did pick up one thing that uh, I saw and I could not help myself. Uh, Of course, the PS4 remaster of Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, This is my first time ever playing the game. Um, And, oh my god, it is... I understand why people say it's amazing. I'm only uh, two colossi into it. Colossuses? Colossi? I'm not sure. Um but I'm only too into it. And so far it has been just the best dialogue free game I think I've ever played. And I am super excited to get deeper into it and uh, feel even worse when I kill more innocent creatures that just like didn't want me to hurt them. 
Oh, that's so true. That is so true. Oh, God. But before anything else, we're going to go into our next song, actually. Uh, and we have what's well, a bit of an interesting tune, actually. It's an epic rap battle, Nerd versus Geek by Rhett and Link, here on Player One. You just heard Epic Rap Battle, uh, Nerd versus Geek by Rhett and Link on Player One. And now we go into what's maybe the strangest news. I don't even know how to react to this initially. Um, the Avengers game on PS4 will receive exclusive Spider-Man content. What do you guys, what do you guys immediately think when you hear that? You know... Bad. <laughs> yeah, I think I, you know, I, I love consoles. I'm a huge Xbox fan, a huge PlayStation fan. Um, and one thing that just constantly upsets me is just unnecessary exclusive content between consoles. Like why, you know, Spider-Man is one of my favorite Marvel characters. And so I don't understand. I mean, I do understand why, but it's just upsetting that all of this content will be exclusive to the PS4 version. I just think it's unnecessary. Um, it's, you know, for any Marvel fans who have Xboxes, I feel very sorry for you. And I just hope that, you know, this sort of um, division between consoles doesn't become the norm moving forward. Like, I don't like it, but I can slightly understand it because Spider-Man, like, is kind of, it's not owned by Sony, but they have the licensing rights to it. Yeah, definitely. So that's the, and that's really the only reason why. And so this is coming via a free update to release in early 2021. The game itself is coming out in September this year. And it doesn't get me any more excited. Um, I wasn't excited for the Avengers game. I never will be. It looks kind of rubbish. Just a bit. Just a it, bit. It's a generic beat-em-up with an Avengers paint coat with B-level Avengers-looking actors. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for saying that. Oh, my heart. I'm actually quite excited for this game. Um... I mean, who who knows, but I think it's... I mean, I'm a bit of a sucker for Marvel games, so we'll see. But I'm excited. I'll obviously be buying it on my PlayStation so I can get my hands <laughs> on Spider-Man. You've made that decision. <laughs> yeah, I think Sony made that decision for me, actually. Um, like... Yeah. I don't... Like, it continues to sort of fuel the fire to the console exclusivity kind of deal when it comes to content that realistically everyone should have, especially, God, like there's been, oh, I'm trying to give like an example of it, but definitely, oh, hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that, actually that one sticks to me. One of the modes in Call of Duty. Um, like there was a mode exclusively for Call of Duty just for PS4. So for yeah. Modern Warfare last year, if I recall, so, hmm, that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, it's just, it's adding extra fuel to the whole, um, just again, reminding people how bad uh, console exclusive DLC is. And it's not like, Spider-Man's a really weird example to use on this because Spider-Man has appeared on other consoles. Uh, he recently did with, um, he recently appeared on the Switch uh, with the very much forgotten game, Marvel or Ultimate Alliance 3, which both Miles Morales and Peter Parker appeared on, um, which for that to happen and then PlayStation to be like, no, nah, we, we want, we want Spider-Man to be us now, not, not Microsoft. It feels like a very almost petty move, especially with no announcement that there's going to be like, okay, you're not getting Spider-Man, but here's Master Chief, you know, some sort of, <laughs> separate things so, okay. now i would buy i would buy that marvel game you know you've got like the hulk and iron man and then you walk in as master chief i would buy that game in a heartbeat you know that that does that does sell me on it actually <laughs> i think you're onto something there jacob i think microsoft are listening in right now they're like here we go phil spencer is listening right now um exactly. the only thing i see out of this is that it will drive um avengers game for ps4 sales up definitely but enough about that. We're going to go into our next song, aren't we, Jacob? 
that we are. We've got uh, a pick from myself, actually. Uh, it's Gerudo Valley by the Super Guitar Bros. Chillax and listen to this one because it's so good on Player One. You just heard Gerudo Valley by the Super Guitar Bros on Player One. And now, guys, there is a, a bit of a sale going on in the uh, eShop, as really always. Uh, what games do we have that we might be able to recommend to people? Oh, I've got a lot. But oh. I will only... I will give two that I can highly recommend. So, of course, for me, I'm a, I'm a big Doom fan. So I, I cannot stray away from the original Doom from 1993. And, you know, Doom 1993, Doom 2016, either or are fantastic. Um, and then I would also recommend um, Mortal Kombat 11, possibly one of the best fighting games of the decade. Of last decade, in my opinion, I think it's probably the best one. Um, not because, like, its monetization strategies are not great, but the core gameplay itself, with the abundance of modes and the abundance of characters and really good DLC characters, really mm. bring me to highly recommend this one. Definitely, definitely. How about you all? Any? What have you got for this week? Um, well, looking at the the sales specifically and the, the discounts they've got at the moment, um, I am sure that everyone in the gaming community has played Skyrim at some point in their <laughs> life. Um, but uh, Nintendo do have it on sale at the moment. And I guess if anyone out there has been living under a rock for the past 10 years and hasn't played that game... Um, I would really recommend picking it up. It's actually really fun to play on the Switch. Um, I've got it and playing handheld Skyrim was something I didn't know I needed, but it's really great. So if any Elder Scrolls fans out there, um, I'd say that's a pretty good purchase, to be honest. Definitely. I will say the main appeal for me to get a Switch was Skyrim on the go. Yes, I'm sold. Exactly. It's a fair selling point. (laughs) And I think I'll bring up the back here with uh, another game that a lot of people have played and it's a very, very good game and has been released on just about everything under the sun. Um, Resident Evil 4. Uh, oh, th- yes. Look, I mean, I, I love Resident Evil 2 and 3, but Resident Evil 4 is arguably the best. And if you haven't played it already, I think it's the best game with tank controls you'll ever see. Um, it's just, there's n- no reason not to pick it up. It's fun. It's cheap right now it's uh, 25% off so definitely pick it up but uh yeah I reckon have a look because there's more than what we just threw uh, out uh, on sale of course oh and I have got a whole list of them that I can highly recommend for everyone um so I'm gonna start off from the top here we got Harry Potter Lego both one and two which covers all the films Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen one of the very few RPGs done by Capcom definitely worth a check Uh, Ace Attorney Trilogy. That's another one I could highly recommend for folks. Um, The Lego games, all of them are on sale on the Switch. Um, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, another great one there. Okami HD. Uh, Doom 64, Resident Evil Revelations 2. You know, just every Resident Evil game on the Switch currently. Um, Of course, I've got to go with my favourite little bobcat in the world, Bubsy. Uh, Bubsy Paws on Fire. How could I say no to that one? Um, Shinin, some Shinin Multimedia games, The Tourist and uh, The Wipeout Clone. That The name escapes me. Fast RMX. Um, fantastic games. Snake Pass, a platformer where you play as a snake. And the physics are like if you were a snake. Fantastic. Um, Mega Man 11. Classic. It's going to be an... In- it's a classic. I love Mega Man. Um, as you said, Jacob, the Resident Evil games all on sale. Um, Doom 2016, which I previously mentioned. And, you know, just there is a lot. Like, there is just a lot. And a lot of good quality. Oh, and oh, I love this to bring it up and bring it up as our final one to really point. Uh, Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. Ooh. Oh. All these games are worth your hard-earned dollary dues. And on the Switch, a lot of these games run really well, um, especially the bigger games like Wolfenstein and Doom. 
Um, how Panic Button got them onto the Switch will be a mystery to me, and I love it so much. Now, Jacob, what do we have coming up? So we have another classic tune from another classic game. We have Dragon Roost Island from The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker by Kumo. Hey guys, it's me, Jay, one of the season's hosts. Um, I couldn't make it to the last episode, but I am editing the audio. So as payback, here's Jacob failing to intro the show for about five seconds. You just heard Dragon Roost Island from The Legend of Wind Waker. You just heard Dragon You just heard Dragon Roost Island from The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker by Kumo. And now, guys, we've got to bring the Moodle down a little bit. This one's not as uh, exciting. We have some ooh, less than positive news coming out of uh, Activision and Blizzard. Uh, this is a whole big mess that they're in right now. Um, Connor, take it away. All righty, all righty. So, essentially, a um, Activision employees created a spreadsheet of their salaries and pay rises um, which Bloomberg were able to pick up. So a lot of their pay rises were basically by under 10%, which was not the rates that they wanted nor expected. So essentially this is coming where, so well, Bloomberg are reporting essentially that some employees aren't able to make ends meet. And this is considering that the Activision CEO, Bobby Kotick, um, with his annual annual salary plus bonuses plus stock options and a bunch of other stuff earns up to $40 million a year. Um, that was from last year. Now, Activision is very notorious. Um, oh, Bobby Kotick has literally been named one of the most overpaid CEOs in America. So that should tell you something. Um, in 2019, Activision fired 800 people, which amounted to 8% of its workforce, to cut back costs, whilst also boasting about record profit in the same year. So a lot of that really could have been resolved if Bobby Kotick gave up a good, like not even a, not even a pinch of his salary. It could cover all, all those 800 employees. And it can, like, it's bad, the fact that you have the top guy earning upwards of $40 million a year, plus other CEO, not CEOs, but other corporate members of Activision earning millions upon millions of dollars, whilst the people on the grounds, the developers, all that are basically struggling. And then let's sort of give you an idea of the games that Activision publishes, um, Call of Duty, Overwatch, Diablo, alongside with Blizzard, um, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Tony Hawk, um, and King, who work on Candy Crush. So it's not like they're struggling for money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really upsetting to hear this, especially yeah, when you just listed off all the games that they're behind publishing, you know, for... For us, like, that was basically my childhood playing games like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Tony Hawk. So to see, you know, a company that I basically grew up giving my money to, um, sort of squandering that money, you know, um, taking advantage of, you know, how hardworking people in the video game industry can be. um, And definitely looking at, you know, the current world we're living in where so many people are losing their jobs to see Activision you know, having fired so much of their stuff, you know, last year, um, basically just so that those, you know, in the upper echelons of the company can make even more money than they already are. It's definitely um, quite upsetting. And I do hope that now that um, this pay discrepancy has sort of been leaked and shown to the public that, um, you know, something does change in the company and we see employees, earning what they deserve and sort of a more equal and balanced um, price uh, pay difference between all the staff members. Without a doubt, as, as you guys said, there's no, there's no real reason for this. It's not like any of these games are uh, like small names. It's not like Activision is a small indie developer that's struggling. These are all games that, uh, all franchises even, that sell 
very, very well year in, year out. Call of Duty is a very good seller every year. Uh, and you've got games that have sold amazingly recently, like uh, Crash and Spyro. And this is like the timing of this is very unfortunate too, because Tony Hawk, uh, the remakes are coming out just around the corner. Um, and despite, obviously there will be people who weren't getting paid right, um, who worked on these games. And I imagine for a lot of these people, it was to an extent, mostly a passion piece as by the sounds of it, the pay wasn't paying for it. Um, I'm just hoping that people react the right way around this. And rather than boycotting the actual games, boycott Activision's um, things like paid DLC and things like that, instead of the games themselves still support the people who put in for this. And just to put this into perspective, um, it was recently a piece where they talked about um, the high, higher echelon of Nintendo and what they earn. Um, it was nowhere near compared to Bobby Kotick. The highest I saw was, I believe, Shigeru Miyamoto with 2.8 million, which is still a lot of money per year. But compared to Kotick, who, like, that's insane. That is an insane amount of money. Without a doubt. No one needs that much. Uh, surely, like, I mean, you bring up Nintendo as an example, and I think for most, like, CEOs and all that, they, they strive to be the higher-ups at Nintendo because people know the names. Uh, people, you know, Miyamoto, Reggie, uh, all these guys are all very much household names within the, uh, the echelons of games and video games. And from even a business standpoint, as you said, it's still a lot of money that Miyamoto earns, but um, Nintendo, and from what I know, certain Xbox and Microsoft um, uh, CEOs and higher-ups will often take pay cuts to support. I remember, I forget exactly the stat, but I think it was Miyamoto took like a half percent pay cut during the Wii U's time because it was failing so badly. There's, you know, if, if they're struggling, there's ways around that that don't involve someone earning a ridiculous amount of money. So, I mean, um, but we are going to try and bring up the mood a little bit and move into our next song, um, which I've, I've just read. And, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, uh, talk so about we... bringing up the mood. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, the, you know, classic uh, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. You just heard Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson on Player One. Now, guys, we know, we, I'm sure we've all heard at this point that uh, America and a lot of other places in the world haven't been too friendly with TikTok, but there's a company that's been out there to quote-unquote save it, Microsoft. So I, I wanted to throw the idea to you guys. What video game characters do you think would make the best TikToks and why? Um, well, I guess I'll go ahead and I just want to say that as someone who has spent majority of a lockdown on TikTok, I am very grateful to Microsoft. I never thought I would be reading the word Microsoft and TikTok in the same sentence, but I am very grateful. Um, and in terms of video game characters, I think would be hilarious on TikTok, given, you know, we've got Microsoft hopefully saving um, the app. I'll, I'll keep in line with some Microsoft software so i was thinking you know if they had like some master chief content that would be quite funny we get some dancing from the chief um other than that you know i would love anything sort of serious to make fun of themselves like i'm a big gears of war fan it'd be really funny to see marcus phoenix flossing or like doing some weird tiktok dance trend um other than that, I, I'm not too sure. What about you, Connor? Have you got any ideas for what would be a great TikTok? Um, I will absolutely go with Conker. Um, I believe Conker could make the best TikTok dances. Um, I would have said the dude from Scalebound, but we all know what happens to Scalebound. Um, <laughs> also, ooh, another character I would love to see, but I don't know how they would do it. Um, you know... Let's go with a car from Forza. Uh, Microsoft, know, if, yeah. If they can get, I think it was one of the Sega fighting games, if they can get a Sega rally racing car into a fighting game, back then I'm sure we can have some sort of Forza car doing some sort of TikTok dance. 
I'd be very curious to say it. <laughs> Jake, who would you like to see besides a Sega character do TikToks? Um, oh, it's a tough one. I don't know if any characters spring to mind, but Eleni's uh, definitely given me an idea when she said Master Chief. I'd love to see them uh, kind of take the mickey out of themselves and uh, laugh at themselves. I'd love to see memes about the, uh, the, the I think it was the grunt from the, the Halo <laughs> presentation. I'd love to see them just be self-aware um, of their own stuff. And I feel like TikTok's a great platform for it. I mean, if being self-aware is uh, it's such a funny thing nowadays, it works for popularity and for um, catching people's eyes. So I'd love to say it. No, I was going to say, I love the idea of Master Chief and like all these grunts just doing some dances on TikTok. I think that is a very good call, Jacob. <laughs> mm, definitely. <laughs> Jacob, we're going to go into our next song. That we are. We're going into uh, The Bird and the Worm by The Used here on Player June. One. You just heard The Bird and the Worm by The Used. Now, check your watch. It's about that time. We get there every night. We do uh, player one. It's feeling a bit like the top of the hour. Am I correct, Connor? Oh, uh, yeah. We can, we can always pretend. <laughs> if, if not, as I always say, set back your clock and just pretend. Yeah, exactly us. right. Just, just change your watch to nine o'clock and you're there. Exactly. It's going to be nine o'clock somewhere in the world. And, you know, of course, go check us out on the Facebooks, Twitters and Instagrams at player1sin. And go check us out in the podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Omni, and go check out the SIN website at sin.org.au. We have another cracking hour coming up, but before we get into all that, I need to, um, you know, we've got a, got a thing coming up. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys know it, but it's called the, the Gaming Grudge Match. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Oh. And I love those. And currently, our gaming grudge match, as of the day of recording, is the Battle of the Dads. We have uh, Daddy Bowser going up against Daddy Donkey Kong. And, uh, well, Doddy Donkey Kong is in the lead. And we also got some comments. Uh, this is from Player One fan JJ. We love you, JJ. Uh, vote one for Daddy Kong as best gaming daddy in 2020. <laughs> Well, I can tell you that Daddy Kong is going to be one of the nominees for the Player Oneies at the end of the year. Oh, no. Look, I... Look. I... No comment. No comment. You know, we... Daddy Kong. Just no comment. That's that's my contribution. I hate that no, Daddy, Daddy Kong, Kong still makes DK. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That doesn't make worse. That's no Oh, that's amazing. I love it. But that also leads us on to the next set of gaming, of the next rather gaming grudge match. And of course, you know, we've got superheroes, we've got superhero video games. So I thought, you know, let's put in Marvel versus DC, which company has had the better games. Oh, this is a toughie, this one. Um, I think initially my mind is going to throw it towards DC. Um, just because I don't think outside of the Spider-Man um, games and a few smaller releases here and there, Marvel has had too many releases that have garnered a bigger following. Uh, obviously, you know, you've got your Marvel Ultimate Alliance and things like that, but they've never really, you know, caught the same uh, rungs as the Batman Arkham series or as the, you know, I guess Mortal Kombat DLC does. Yeah, I think um, you hit the nail on the head there. I, I'm a huge Marvel fan, but the the Arkham series is one of my favourite gaming series. Um, and Batman is obviously a fantastic character that features in a lot of um, video games for DC. So I think just purely based off the Arkham games, I think DC takes the edge for me on this one. How about you, Connor? Hmm. See, I, I read your points, and both of you have said DC, so I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to say Marvel, because Spider-Man, as you said, Jacob, Mar Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I do have fond memories of that game. Um, Deadpool, Deadpool Ooh. the game, I really Ooh, yeah. loved that. Um, God, what else? There's, there's all those, you know, crappy Hulk games, those crappy Thor games, those crappy Iron Man games. There's 
oh, of course, who could forget DC's amazing attempt at a Superman game in Superman 64. But, um, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Marvel on this one. I'm going to go against the grain. And that say, is our... Yeah. That is our gaming grudge match for this week. And, uh, you know, go check it out on the Facebooks at facebook.com forward slash player one sin. Now, Eleni, what is our next song? That is a great question, Connor. Um, sorry, our next song coming up on player one on sin is Under the Surface by Lucina Coyle. And you are listening to player one on sin with Jacob, Connor and Eleni. And that was Under the Surface by Lucuna Coyle. Um, you're listening to Player One on Sin with Jacob, Eleni, and Connor. And so coming up for any um, FIFA fans out there, uh, they recently just released a video showcasing the FIFA 21 new gameplay elements. I don't know, are you guys FIFA fans at all? Not the biggest FIFA fan, but I did check it out and... Um... I will say, as a fan of some sport games, if these, if, if you know, if it can look like this, I'm very, very excited. Yeah, I think that was the one thing I took away from it. Um, you know, it was really cool to see some new things like, you know, agile footwork and um, gameplay. Like, I'm a soccer player myself, so to see, you know, having the ability to control, you know, plays in a more dynamic way, you know, um, you know directing the way... Um, the players move to put in through balls, I think will be a really cool element, but it's always that worry when developers put out videos like this. It's always the question of will it play as well as what they're showcasing. So I think time will tell, but like you said, Jacob, if it does play like this, I think this could be a really cool and new dynamic way to play FIFA. So I'm quite excited. Definitely. I'm sure not. <laughs> oh. Have you um, ever played a FIFA game, Connor? Yes, and I didn't like it. Oh. Uh, let me just put a, let me just put this uh, as a full disclaimer. I have a big EA bias. Um, I don't like EA. You know, um, I think EA are pretty scummy in their practices. I think that their um, microtransactions and heavy reliance on loot boxes. Um, is utterly appalling, especially when they market their games towards kids. Um, so, you know, I don't like EA, and in turn, it makes me not like FIFA. Um, I don't know. It's FIFA. It's going to be the same. It's pretty much just going to be the same game. I'm sure it'll sell well. You know, that's just my EA bias coming out there. As always, I can't disagree against your EA bias. <laughs> it's filled with amazing points. But as, as I said, I think I, I'm not a fan of the FIFA series myself. I'm not a soccer fan, so obviously I don't have that attachment. But I think, I guess, looking at the trailer and looking at the, at the things that are in it, it's exciting for, um, even if you're not a FIFA fan, if this stuff works out, you're going to have more companies doing sim more similar games, games that have similar looks and styles that um, are going to be able to churn out even more amazing stuff from what looks like a huge step up from FIFA 20. Yeah, I think that's the exciting thing. It's very similar to you look at all the NBA games or even the Call of Duty games where it's they constantly get criticised for sort of producing games every year that basically are the exact same as each other, just with updated visuals. So I think it's really cool that EA are actually wanting to sort of change the game with how um, the FIFA gameplay works. So I'm I'm quite excited like we said, hopefully it plays as well as what they're showing. Um, but I'm also very excited for our next song coming up, which is Welcome to Mafia Town by Pascal Michael Stifle. Um, you are listening to Player One on Sin with Eleni, Connor and Jacob. Alrighty, so um, that was Welcome to Mafia Town by Pascal Michael Stifle. And you are listening to Player One on Sin with Jacob, Eleni and Connor. Um, so moving on now, we have a upcoming Sony conference, the State of Play, which will be coming to us on August the 6th. Um, and so we've been getting a lot of conferences, a lot of new games coming out from Microsoft and Sony. Um, so um, over to you guys, what sorts of things are we looking forward to from Sony? What do we think they're going to be showing us? 
What are your thoughts, Jacob? Uh, for the most part, I think this is going to be, uh, I guess, a widening of what we saw in the first one, maybe more some gameplay for what we saw uh, in the first presentation for some of the things we didn't say much for. But I think the most important part to this will be, I expect we're going to see God of War. Uh, there have been rumours here and there, uh, very, very exciting rumours, but they are rumours, don't get too excited on them, that Konami and Sony have been talking. Uh, and there's been rumours, of course, about a Silent Hill PS5 uh, being done. Oh, which if only, if only. Could you imagine if instead of opening with GTA 5 for the 13th year in a row, um, <laughs> it opens with the announcement of Silent Hill returning to PlayStation as a PlayStation exclusive? Because in my mind, that's the perfect open to a show because you can do literally anything else after it and people will be okay with it. And if the rumours about the price are true, they're going to need to just push super, super, super exciting stuff before they get to it, because that's going to be a downer if it's as high as it's being rumoured to be. Yeah, I think, um, I think, yeah, that's definitely something you talk about the price. I think that's pretty much the main thing I really want to get out of this um, showcase. You know, we've just had months and months of rumours of how much, the PS5 is going to cost how much their Xbox is going to cost. So I think it would be really exciting and really baller of Sony to sort of just come out and say, this is how much our console is going to cost, start saving up now. And then I think, like you said, Jacob, it would be awesome, you know, if they pulled some super exciting game like Silent Hill or something um, with this conference as well to sort of really back up, you know, their words and their price saying, you know, this is how much we're going to make you pay. But this is the sort of content we're going to deliver. So I think that would be really exciting. Um, God of War is something I really want to see as well because they definitely, you know, brought new life into the series with the most recent game. Um, and so I think there's a lot of anticipation around that and it would be a great time to sort of showcase that one. But what about you, Connor? What are you looking forward to with this state of play? Oh, there's a lot. I think first and foremost... Um, yeah, Silent Hill on PS5, that would be pretty dope, but I am probably most excited for a full-on um, Jack and Daxter either remake or like a brand new game from the series because we haven't had one since The Lost Legacy, which came out in 2009 for like the PSP and the PS2. Like, it's been... 11 years since the last Jack and Daxter game, I don't see why we can't have another when the series is so well-beloved, especially the first game. Like, mm. I don't see how you possibly couldn't have a spot for Jack and Daxter. No, I, I feel you completely. I mean, this feels like... Sony did it with their first, um, their first press conference when they announced so many franchises that we thought were dead. Uh, they, they've very much done what Smash did and opened the floodgates to any people going, it could be literally anything. Um, that's why you've got the rumours of, um, of course, Silent Hill. You've got the rumours of Jack and Daxter. I wouldn't be surprised to see another uh, PlayStation exclusive from like the PlayStation 2 that hasn't been seen since then to come back and be like, hey, who remembers this? And for, you know just the world over to be like, oh my God, I do. I mean, Abe's Odyssey was the exact same thing. Yeah, I think, um, I think you're right. You know, I think sometimes I know I forget how many amazing games came out on earlier PlayStation game, um, consoles that we haven't seen for quite a few years. Um, you know, I can't believe Jack and Daxter, the last time a game was released, it was on the PlayStation 2 and PSP. Like, I forgot about the PSP. Thank you for reminding me of that <laughs> interesting <laughs> project, Connor. Um, yeah, and so I think it would be really exciting if we saw, you know, with the, the PS5, obviously they've got some great new games and series, you know, like Horizon Zero Dawn, but it would be really exciting to see some, some classic um, series come back to the PlayStation for sure. Well, speaking of classic series, I also think of Wipeout. Um, if you can get Wipeout on the PlayStation 5 with the graphical power of next gen, that would be a damn good looking game. Definitely. 
like a fast-paced, intense racing game like that on the PlayStation 5 running at like 60 frames a second, like that would be, that awesome, would be yeah. fantastic. Granted, mm. we kind of already have that with fast RMX, but I want to see something official like a Wipeout game. For sure, definitely, yeah. Definitely. But yeah, there's going to be a lot in this. Um, there will be PS4 games announced, which is nice. The PS4 getting some love, always great. Um, and also PSVR games. I don't necessarily know what we can expect from that because Oh, actually, you know what? I'd love to see Doom Eternal VFR. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm expecting to see from the PSVR? Yeah. Resident Evil 8's uh, VR announced early. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, that's a good That, call. to me, sounds like just... It, it doesn't even sound like a big announcement. It just sounds like that kind of announcement you expect and you see and you go, oh, yeah, all right, sure. Yeah, um... I think it'll be interesting, but you know what else is interesting, guys? Oh, what's that? Ooh, what's that? Our next song. Um, our next song is In the House in a Heartbeat by Metro Exodus, and you are listening to Player One on Sin with Jacob, Connor, and Eleni. And that was In the House in a Heartbeat by Metro Exodus, and you are listening to Player One on Sin with Jacob, Connor, and Eleni. Um, I look at my watch again oh, and it no. looks like you know it looks like we've got to flip the sign over for a little bit because it sounds like it's closing time oh no i know oh. right oh but that's okay because don't worry if you want to check out some extra player one content go check us out on the socials at facebook twitter and instagram at player one sin and of course check us check us out in the podcast realm at google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify omni stitcher all those great places. And of course, check out the SIN website at sin.org.au for some extra juicy written content. And we will see you next time on Player One. Jacob, thank you so much for jumping in today. Anytime. Happy to be here. Hope you all have a wonderful week. And, you know, while you're at it, go play some games. Yeah, have a good night, guys. Play all of the games. Play all of the games. Absolutely. Bye. See you. Bye.